0: You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitstairs, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings.
1: Hello, good evening, thank you for listening. My name's Charlotte Greenway this is episode 71 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily podcast and it's Friday the 24th of February. This week's Saturday edition is set to be a Saudi Cup special head of the world's richest horse race tomorrow afternoon. With $20 million on offer, it's no surprise that it's attracted some big names from across the globe. And there's no better place for us to start than with the owner of two of the leading fancies in the group one contest, Amir Zidane. And he caught up with Nick earlier in the week to discuss country grammar and Tabor. But first, Nick asks whether he feels this race is a must win with Amir being from the Kingdom of saudi arabia
2: of course every race is a must win that's kind of the attitude we carry but it being in saudi and and everything i do in saudi in the equestrian space it would really just sort of complete the narrative uh egotistically again it's my hometown and and i really would want to see my horses win, uh be it country grammar or Teba for that matter um I mean, both of them are like my boys right but i think Teba would be a sweeter win. Uh, I remember catching up with you, and I think it was it, it was you and Michelle last last year. And we still had Teba in training; He hadn't even broken his mane. And I was telling Michelle going to have a really good horse. And for for us to come back, and for me to come back, and have him as a favorite for the Saudi Cup a year later, uh, it's just surreal. And I'm I'm so happy about that.
0: All right, I will. I'll make a confession. So th- this is a conversation that we had on the uh, Wednesday or Thursday night last year and uh you said yeah i've got this horse hasn't run yet could end up in the kentucky derby and i'm not saying we laughed at you but we were like come on amy you know <laughs> come on get real huh? trying to you were even trying to exceed you know the the, the justify laws of laws of probability and it, it, you know okay he didn't he didn't run that well in the derby but he went into it nearly his favorite mm-hmm. um,
2: no i mean he he um, he he, he, he... We knew it was a, the Derby was a tall order, it was a second start for him, but at least he showed up as a co-favorite in the Derby. Uh, the talent was definitely there, it was too early, too soon for him. Uh, but again, he demonstrated that he was, uh, he was up for the challenge and he lived up to our expectations, having won, I call it three and a half grade, grade ones, one of which was, uh, was the Haskell. I mean, I call it half a grade one because he almost had it, but uh, he just really did us proud in 2022, and um, I think arguably uh, he is the best uh, uh, four-year-old coming into the 2023 campaign.
0: And actually, you know that that him him versus Epicenter for that eclipse leading three-year-old was the only bone of contention in virtually the entire the entire ceremony. You could make a very cogent case to jump to jump either way.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm i mean look epicenter is a great horse and 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 i congratulated ron winchell on uh, on on his performance and, and i was really sad to see him hurt uh in the breeders cup uh but again Teba taba really showed up Teba was uh again with with the i don't really recall when we haven't seen a a, a three-year-old or a horse for that matter having won three uh grade ones and not at least uh garnered more votes than the votes that uh uh teba teba gods but uh, i think it's time for us to see new uh new uh, rewards come come out perhaps a new uh, point system where races are are granted points so if you win selected races then you accumulate points and these points really dictate whether you become the winner of that vintage year of an eclipse award i think or whatever award that may be uh, in this scenario so I think it's time to revisit how the the awards are given out and how the weighted races are are considered for each and every horse in each and every race. All
0: right, that's interesting. So you you would maybe you 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 take the votes away from from opinionated folk like me and uh, <laughs> and make it something slightly more data-based. So I'm not taking I don't I'm not I don't think anyone's going to be taking offense. I think it's an interesting suggestion.
2: No, I think you can do a mishmash of both. You could do a combination, half this, half that, but at least you eliminate the bias, and then you have results speak 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 for themselves, and then you can have the the uh, individual uh, opinions uh, coming in and complementing the the base. So the base would be the numbers, which don't lie, and then you can have everything else because you know ra- uh, racing is. Uh, is, is, is both science and an art. So you can have the science and you can have the art with, with people's opinions and, and considerations and then uh, knowing which horse to skip which race and had that horse been in that race and that could be a different scenario, then you can add that on top. So if you do a combination of both, I think you have you would have less critics and more credible uh, award system.
0: Okay, well, we've, we've, we've gone on to a tangent, but it's a very interesting one nonetheless. Back to the race, uh, Tabor... Mm-hmm. A horse who maybe still has has some some serious improvement in him. Country Grammar, we know where we are, but what a t- what a tough horse he is. Um, how do you see the whole the whole event unfolding? How do you see the race unfolding with the two of them?
2: I mean, Teba is is a horse that uh, doesn't really work as hard as he shows up in the afternoons. He gives me a heart attack on the back stretch and also in the mornings when he trains because he just gives you enough if he's in his day and if he traveled well, which I think he did, and I hope he still continues to, to demonstrate. So I think he will. And if he brings his a game, the likes of what we saw in the Malibu, I think you'll see, a, I uh, an, inc- an excellent performance, uh, country grammar. He's tried and tested. He's, he's a mature horse. He's an older horse that has traveled and, and we know that he can travel. He's been on the track. Uh, if he just, uh, shows what he showed us in Dubai I think it'll be interesting duel between both of them obviously I'd love it to be one two regardless of the order but uh, uh either or would be uh, would be would be a happy day for me
0: what do you make of the, the Frankie Dottori story unfolding in, in in California another four winners last night probably more coming tonight um 18 winners as I'm speaking to you now for the for the meet so far in Santa Anita H- how do you think that that's revivified the scene out there
2: Oh, phenomenal. Frankie needs no uh, no testimony from me. He's a living legend. I'm just sad to see him uh, throwing in the towel by the end of the season. Again, I'd like to really send out an invitation and say, instead of just retiring, selectively try to pick up some mounts, and I'd be always happy to have him uh, aboard uh, some of our horses. Uh, congratulations to Frankie, and uh, I think it's too early, but uh, uh, I hope he reconsiders
0: in terms of the race as a whole, the Saudi Cup as a whole you know you've you've watched it grow and develop. do, do you think the race is where it, where it needs to be? what would you like to see over the next few years
2: um I think it is you know it's in its infancy so to say uh, the, the upside is uh, is massive uh, I think the team and, and everybody involved in the Saudi Cup has, has thrown an amazing show and it's just great for uh, for racing. It provides an option for four-year-olds to carry on internationally and, and showcase their talent. It makes it viable and feasible for breeders and owners to uh, actually uh, keep their operation moving. And it shows that Saudi Arabia speaks the lang- the international language of, of racing. And, and that's something that's just great for the industry uh, and its totality.
1: Last year, the Japanese dominated on Saudi Cup night, winning four of the six class one races and this year are clearly making the Saudi Cup a priority by sending over six horses for the feature event itself. We often turn to Kate Hunter on this podcast for her insight on the travelling Japanese runners and on Thursday, Kate provided an update on how they've all settled in.
3: As it's going really well. Um, all the horses are, are fit and uh, ready, ready, ready to uh, make it, make, make a big night of it, I hope. Um, last year was a very, not necessarily a surprise, but a very happy ending. So based on the numbers, it looks like we're ready to do it again.
0: Yeah, and, and as I said, a proper assault on the big race this year. How long has this been in the planning?
3: the japanese love a good invitational um like you see how often they go to hong kong and dubai over the the past you know decade or so um how those numbers have grown so it it made sense for them to start going to saudi arabia as well um with all the different uh options that they have made available on the day and um it it fits into the japanese schedule perfectly so it it works out really well for both saudi arabia being able to have all these japanese horses and for saudi arabia like well, it, it, sorry, I'm not making sense anymore, but it works out for everybody. It's a win--win situation.
0: Just looking at the, the runners from from Japan, Cafe Faro, Crown Pride, Geoglyph, June Light Bolt, Pantalassa, and Van der in the in the big race itself. Who is the most obviously credentialed of those?
3: Well, I think across the board, the way you look at it, um, all of them have, have things about them that make them stand out. Um, Crown Pride, I think, showed that he could really handle these kinds of uh, international surfaces based on how, even though he didn't finish well, he ran well in the Kentucky Derby um, and trained well for it. He won the UA Derby, so he's obviously going to be able to handle this kind of ground quite well, and he's been maturing quite well over the course of his three-year-old season last year. Um, Vindigar trained like a beast over the Del Mar dirt when he was uh, there for the Breeders' Cup, so I'm very excited that they're going to try him, and he's an 1,800-meter specialist so throw him in there, and uh, he's, he's, he's an exciting one because he's kind of a wild card. He's only run on turf before. Um, Cafe Pharaoh is one of the best dirt horse in Japan right now. Um, it'll be his first time on this surface, so that's a big question mark, but he's a powerhouse, and if he, he looks just like his dad. Um, Geoglyph uh, was uh, had a very good early start to his season last year, so if he can re- return to that form that we saw you know, in the spring of uh, 2022, I think uh, he'll, he'll, he'll be right there as well. And Pantolos is going to be the one who's he's just going to go to the lead and, and, never, and everyone's just going to have to catch him. So, you know, it, that, that'll, that'll change the whole dynamic of the race.
1: Martin Kelly has helped us build up to this fixture on the podcast over the last few months and is out in Saudi with Nick at the moment and offered a little added insight into the Japanese runners and what their trainers and jockeys believe their best chances are.
4: Well, she told you how he came into a press conference on Wednesday morning? He's got pantalasso going... He's the guy with the hat, just for anyone who, as forgot. you can see, the very fancy jackets. Um, yeah, yeah just, just Martin is wearing... I mean, I... I this is really... It can, what can only, be, des-
0: only to be described as, as the, what you yeah. might expect a boxer to walk into the ring in with an enormous kind of rapper's hood, uh, stay foolish, emblazoned across the back in gold uh, and the silks just above her, an enormous great swathe of red on his on his coat.
4: Very, very unbiased, but he's got Pantalassa in the, uh, the Saudi Cup. He said that there's this sort of sandy dirt here, suits turf horses. We saw that with Mishrif. He thinks he could go well, but he's aiming to have two winners on the night. Maybe Pantalassa's one of those. We try to pin him down. His best chance of a winner is his derby horse, Continuar. <laughs> And we, we couldn't really
0: talk about Japanese horses, Martin, without a, a, a tipping our hat to now Hiro Goda, our friend from the Green Channel, who appears on this podcast quite regularly. Uh, you've been having a, a long chat with him this week. Uh, what does he think?
4: Well, four winners for Japan last year. He thinks we could well have three again this year. Songline and Dancing Prince could defend their crowns in the turf and dirt sprints. And Yun-Light Bolt, he thinks, of the six Japanese horses in the Santa Cup. That's Ryan Moore's mount, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. That's the best of them. That Champions Cup winner. Yeah, yeah, which was an automatic qualifier for the Saturday Cup.
0: Okay, so that's the, the Japanese horses mainly covered off, but not all the Japanese jockeys or Japanese base jockeys, one of whom Christophe Le had a sort of dreamy day here
4: last year. You have been talking to him? Yeah, he had all four winners here of the Japanese winners last year. Two rides this year, Geoglyph making his uh, dirt debut in the Saudi Cup, but he's really sweet, a bit like the hero on Songline. She's now a grade one winner. Coming back here, he said she's a bigger, stronger mare than she was and really quite bullish about her chances of winning once again. Who do
0: you think is going to win the big race?
4: I'm quite soft on Tiber um, He's looked good on the track this morning He was actually quite cultish down by the gates But unexposed We didn't, this, this time last year we'd never even seen him I know you'd heard about him from Emma, But um, I think there could be a lot more to come from him
1: Finally, the incredibly consistent and admirable Sir Busker will look to add to his career earnings of over £560,000 in the Neom Turf Cup at Riyadh on Saturday afternoon, and his trainer William Knight seemed pretty upbeat about his chance when speaking to Nick this week.
5: Looking at the entries for the race, it's um, you know, I say he's probably third, fourth favourite for it, so uh, you know he's got every chance of uh, getting in the first three anyway, hopefully.
0: Obviously, he's getting, he's getting cuter as he's getting older, isn't he? It's one of the, it's one of the secrets, really, to, to defeat or victory, whether you can get him out of the gate.
5: Yeah, well, I'm not sure why he started to do this, because um, you know, he never used to be like this, but he's you know, sort of picking up a few old tricks there. We've been doing quite a lot with him. We've done a bit of stalls work with him um, since Lingfield, so... Uh, yeah, all I want him to do is jump on terms with them. You know, he doesn't have to be up there in the van. So, you know, as long as he jumps with them and not, doesn't give them five links like he did at Lingfield, then, uh, then we'll be all right. So hopefully, you know, Craig Withersford's done quite a lot of work with him at home. So hopefully, we can uh, that can be sorted. And yeah, yeah. He, if he jumps with him, then he's got every chance of running well.
0: And he was entitled to a bit of ring rustiness as well, wasn't he?
5: Exactly. But you know, it was <laughs> slightly evident in his last two runs at the end of last year. So. Um he, he did, you know, he missed the break quite bad in the jumbo but they went off slowly that day. But uh, around Lingfield or and around here where they'll probably go hard early, you just don't want to be giving them lengths.
0: Remind me where he finished in Dubai last year, was it fourth or fifth? Fifth. Fifth. I bet he picked up a load of prize money, didn't he? Yeah,
5: he did. And I think he won one hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars that day. So <laughs> look, he's he's a bit of a I've said before, he's a bit of a cash machine, so hopefully we come to pick up some prize money here
0: i never forget watching sam hoskins who one of the syndicate managers for kennett valley i've never seen anyone go so loopy when they finish fifth in a horse race before you could see him counting how many horses he was passing as he was coming up the stretch
5: yeah look it was well the fact that he got invited for for the world cup that night was great and we got in and you know just we know we said if he ran in the first six we'd all been delighted and so um yeah it was it was justified and uh you know, I think, but you know, since then, you know, he's. I think he's improved slightly through the year, and like, who knows? Well, I, I, I wasn't disappointed by his linkfield run the other day at all. Um, he's come on for it. He's settled in well out here. because very happy with him. You know, so hopefully he uh, he runs a big race for us.
0: Yeah, and just finally, you've been here as a as a guest before, haven't you? But not as a not as a participant. How's it been so far?
5: I came out here the first year it was yeah. run. Um, and uh, I've literally just arrived. i just got off the plane come straight here. So uh, ask me that question uh, on Saturday.
1: Just before you go, in case you'd missed this promotion on the podcast over the last few weeks, listeners to the Nick Luck Daily podcast can go to Sandown Park Racecourse two weeks tomorrow on Saturday the 11th of March on Imperial Cup Day for just £10. By using the code NL10 at checkout when purchasing a grandstand ticket, you'll receive your 50% price reduction. And having gone to Sandown as a spectator back in December, I highly recommend it. Also, there's only a limited number of tickets available with the code, so don't wait too long. So I hope you enjoy all the action from Riyadh on Saturday afternoon and the build-up to the Saudi Cup at 5.35pm GMT. Nick will be back on Monday to review the action, no doubt with plenty of input from Connections too. Thank you once again for listening. Goodbye.